Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. Welcome to episode four. We are talking all about planning in a play-based environment and what that looks like. This question came from Facebook. If you aren't connected, there is a Learning Wild Facebook page. And this question came from Marianne. Can you share more about how you plan? Activities, etc. So that's exactly what I'm gonna do today. We are talking planning. And there's two, I think there's two buckets to planning. The first bucket is planning in a play-based environment in general. And the second one would be how our program plans. Let's start with the four planning pieces. I feel like there's four pieces to planning in a play-based environment. When you're planning in a play-based environment, the environment should be seen as one of the teachers in the room. It's often called the third teacher. And if you look at it that way, you will see how important the thought is that goes into what is provided to the children. So how do you know what to plan and what to put out for the children? Well, in the great words of Lisa Murphy, you need to ask yourself these three questions before planning anything. What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And who is it for? So what are you doing? What is what is the thing that you're doing? The activity, the material, the provocation, the re- rearrangement of the room. This is the like nuts and bolts of your environment. Are you nature influenced, regio influenced, Montessori, a mishmash, much like I am? What is the actual thing you are providing the children access to? Why are you doing it? This is the reflection piece. You can like ask yourself, is the activity you're providing meeting the needs slash interests slash requests of the children? And who is it for? Is this activity completely for the children? Or is it for the parents, for the administration? Or is it to fill a pretty Instagram photo? We've all tried that before. Maybe if you're on Instagram. But I don't anymore. <laughs> Side note. The, so that was the first part. The what are you doing? Why are you doing it? Who is it for? Number two, in a perfect play-based classroom, the teachers would have ample time to sit and observe and reflect and document learning. But that's just not the case because there are a million other needs we're taking care of. Remember the hierarchy of needs, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that a child's basic needs must come first in order for optimal learning to happen. So when we do have a moment where all of those needs are being met... It is important that you think about making your ears and brain into a receiver. I like to think of myself as a play detective. I am watching, observing, jotting down notes of all of the things that the children are doing. You just need to listen, watch. Don't think about all the other things that you have to do after school or what we need to do before nap time starts. Get a pen and a paper and jot things down. I think this is a super important piece of a play-based environment is just jotting down observations that you're seeing in the classroom. And then you can refer back to those notes when you are planning for the week ahead. Simple as that. You will find that you can support the children's interests by referring back to these notes and provide more or different materials based on those observations that you just had. Sound easy enough? Let's add number three. So number three, 
would be if something isn't taking off like you thought it would be, don't be afraid to rethink it. Scrap it. Who cares if it was on the lesson plan and you don't want it to be on the lesson plan anymore? Use a pencil. Erase it. Add in the new thing. You could scrap it, add something to it. You Even sometimes moving something to a different location makes it brand new again. Maybe if it was something you had planned outdoors, bring it inside or vice versa. And then this, I think this is a very important thing. Number four, make sure the activity you are providing doesn't need adult directions. Otherwise, it's not play-based, you guys. Remember, if you have to police it, rethink it. I want you to take off your adult goggles and let the children learn how to work something. Let them try things and make mistakes. That is one of the best ways to learn, you guys. And you will too. You will learn from that as well. They may end up taking what you had planned and going in a whole new direction with that. And that is the beauty of play-based child-led learning. It is so fun to sit back and watch and be that play detective. And I I think I'm actually going to add a fifth one. How about, um, what if we're just starting a new school year and you don't know the children's interests yet? Then I would say plan for all of the basic, all of the basics. Plan for the blocks, other building materials, small animals, people, cars, puzzles, games, all of those basic things, a sensory table, art. And once you see how the children are interacting with those basics, then you can add and subtract as needed. So that was one through five, but I said one through four, but I added a surprise fifth. So with that, I would love to chat about how our program plans. And if you don't care about this, then you can just shut it off right here. And thank you so much for listening. But if you want to know how the how the teachers and I plan within our program, here it is. And again, there's four things. I don't think I have a fifth one to add on this one. But we are very, very lucky to have built-in planning days each month. This was something that was a non-budge item for me when I opened up our program. And we started right off the bat with those planning days. So we use that t- that planning time to reset the room, do deep cleans, um, add materials, subtract materials, really talk as a team about what the children are interested in, look back on observation notes, talk with each other about what we have witnessed in the classroom and what we think would be really exciting for the kids to come back to. And we plan for the next four weeks. A lot of times what we have planned for the next four weeks doesn't actually happen. We can have an idea, but the children, again, might take that idea in a totally different direction. And all of the staff at our school are very fly by the seat of their pants and know that that is what child-led learning is about. And so if we see something, then we put it onto the plan. We just add it in and cross out what we already had there. We do this a lot. Lots of things end up going in a different direction. You can't be afraid of that, especially when you're just starting to get to know the children. The second piece to how our program plans is that each teacher also gets about an hour a week to plan for their group times. And our group times, it's mostly a transition time between indoor play and outdoor play. And again, our group times are not forced. Generally, they're fun enough that the children want to participate And if they don't want to participate, that's fine. Um, They get about an hour a week. If you want to see a uh, simple outline of what our program planning looks like, like our large, the room planning the environment looks like, I have a little image on my Instagram and it says a lesson plan for play-based programming, I think, or something like that. So you can check that out on my Instagram, learning.wild. Number three, the offerings that we offer the children, the offerings that we offer the children are generally based on the observations we have made in the children's play. Observations is such a hard word to say. (laughs) 
if we see them outside building elaborate structures with traffic cones and milk crates and pallets, we might use that, what we've seen outside, to provide things inside that maybe could kind of duplicate or replicate those items to see if the same interests travel to the inside. So we might provide like small electrical spools or wood planks or tree blocks to the block area with our standard blocks. There have been, number four is you see something the children are needing and that you have to go completely off plan. It's a f- totally fine. There have been days that I see that children need large body play and it's like negative 40 degrees out and we can't get outside. So we bring out the wrestling mats. Um, I have also other days when it's decent outside and we can go outside. I've seen children getting like super antsy inside and the volume level is super loud. And so I know that outdoor play is needed at this point in time. So we move outside. Don't be afraid to pivot. Don't be afraid to change plan. I think that that's the bottom line. So here is a recap. Take care of the basic needs. Observe and write things down. And then use what you have written down as a guide to planning the next adventure. When you're planning, ask yourself, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And who is it for? And don't be afraid to pivot and scrap something or elaborate on something based on the current needs and interests of the kids. That's the down and dirty of planning in a play-based program. I hope I didn't go too fast. I feel like I was talking a mile a minute. And I hope that answers your question, Marianne. So again, if you have any questions, anything that I can answer about play-based learning, child-led learning, send them to me on Facebook. Send them to me on Instagram and I may answer your question. And if you feel like you want to be a guest on my show podcasting could be your jam send me a message about that as well because i would love to set up a time and chat with you all right have a great day everybody hey i need you to do me a huge 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 favor if you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more can you please go on to itunes and leave me a five-star review i would so appreciate it and then connect with me on instagram it's learning.wild we'll see you around Thank you.